Hello, my citizen legislators. Welcome back to Topless Government. This is Crystal Ellerby, the host. Remember, this is a cross between Schoolhouse Rock and Civics for the Masses. I want to make this show relatable and fun for you, and also to give you some knowledge about how your government works. As I always say, remember, knowledge is power. So let's get this party started. All right, today, my citizen legislators, I want to talk about mm, the Jedi mind trick by the House Democrats to thwart an economic meltdown. When I found out about this, my citizen legislators, I was gobsmacked. And now I learned about this on TikTok. So someone had put up uh, a TikTok. It was a, um, it was an interview. I think it was a guy on um, MSNBC. But anyway, I digress because I was just like floored about this because I just could not believe that House Democrats and its leadership pulled this off. All right, let, let, let's go back to January. Let's go back to the 15 manual roll call votes for a Speaker of the House. Well, during that, you know, shit show that the entire country and the world was watching and, and talking about, House Democrats were like, okay, yeah, this is what we got to work with for the 118th Congress. And we are about to bump up the debt limit. Well, my citizen legislators, we're there. According to media reports and what I like what I've read, June 15th is when we're going to bump up to the debt limit. And then the Treasury Department. Secretary Yellen has done extraordinary measures. He's, she's, you know, she's tried, she's tried, she's tried. And um, you know what? Right now, the president of the United States, along with Speaker McCarthy, um, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, and House Minority Leader Hakeem Jeffries, they're meeting to talk about how they're going to move forward and come up with an agreement before it's too late. Guess what? I will let you know how what happens, what transpired, but I heard earlier today that Speaker McCarthy is drawing a red line, um, particularly about the SNAP program, otherwise known as food stamps. Specifically, he's going after quote unquote able-bodied workers who don't have any dependents and increasing the work requirement along with the age requirement. Why are you going to do this in the debt limit negotiations? This should be a part of the farm bill reauthorization negotiations. I mean, House and Senate agriculture committees haven't even put out a bill yet. They've been holding hearings. But anyway, I digress. Let's get into this. So guess what happened back on May 2nd? May 2nd, which will live in infamy, because that's what I think it was, infamy. Um, House Democrats unveiled a masterstroke in utilizing a legislative maneuver 
Guess what that was? The discharge petition. I'm going to get technical on y'all, my citizen legislators, because this is, we, we, we in school, we in government one-on-one right now. We're in government and politics one-on-one. An introduction on how the sausage is made through the legislative process in the House of Representatives. So let me set the stage for you, my citizen legislators. January 30th, 2023. Congressman Mark Desaunier, Democrat from California, he represents the, the 10th Congressional District in the state of California. He quietly introduced HR 626, the Breaking Gridlock Act. Now, Representative Desaunye didn't issue a press release or make a floor statement on the introduction of the bill. Didn't. But HR 26, HR 26, HR 626, my apologies, 626, was referred to 20 congressional committees. Now, my citizen legislators, sequential referral happens in the House of Representatives. It does not happen in the Senate. It goes to one committee in the Senate, but a piece of legislation can go to multiple committees. And in this instance, with HR 626, Breaking the Gridlock Act, yeah. I am just like in awe of this. I'm like, I'm really in awe of this. So I'm going to give you a bit of a summary from the Congressional Research Service, which is the, the research service arm of the legislative branch. So here's a bill summary of H.R. 2626, Breaking Gridlock Act. So the bill would do this. It would address a variety of issues ranging from raising grandchildren to earthquake hazardous reduction to underrepresented groups in cancer trials to telehealth and fighting the, the um, I can't even pronounce this. This is something that happened. It's a group, sort of kind of like a domestic terrorist group, the Bogok um, Haram in um, Nigeria. Specifically, the Breaking Gridlock Act would establish a federal task force to support grandparents raising grandchildren. Um, yeah, but then I'm, 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 let me get into the specifics. So specifically, the bill would, you know, go into, okay, so with respect to the earthquake hazardous reduction, the bill would do the following. It would reauthorize the National Earthquake Hazards Reduction Program, uh, reduces the frequency of reporting by the Interagency Coordinated Committee on Earthquake Hazard Reduction, modifies the responsibilities of FEMA, the U.S. Geological Survey, the National Science Foundation, and it directs the Government Accountability Office, GAO, to, re to review federal earthquake hazard risk reduction efforts. The bill also would, one, reauthorize the nonprofit security grant pro program, and it would also restore certain amounts withheld for tax purposes for severance payments to veterans with combat-related injuries. 
The GAO must review actions federal agencies that take have taken to address the barriers to participation in federally funded cancer clinical trials by populations that have been traditionally underrepresented in such trials. Now, it also talks about the Department of State and Defense must jointly develop and submit to Congress a five-year strategy to help enable the government of Nigeria, members of the multinational joint task force, to combat Boko Haram, authorized by the African Union and its relevant partners to counter the regional threat of Boko Haram. Now, we also go into the bill would make supplemental appropriations for the telehealth resource center of the Federal Office of Rural Health Policy of the Office of, for the Advancement of Telehealth. Now, my citizen legislators, that was a mouthful. And now I know you're asking yourselves, what the hell does this have to do with the debt ceiling? Well, in the good old House of Representatives under Rule 15, any member may file a discharge petition with the clerk of the House once the committee has had a measure for more than 30 days. Remember, my citizen legislators, H.R. 626 was introduced on January 30th, 2023. It's May 16th, 2023. Do the math. All I'm going to tell you is this. All I'm going to say is, according to the Congressional Procedure, a practical guide to the legislative process in the U.S. Congress by Richard A. Ehrenberg, a discharge petition must reference only one measure, not multiple pieces of legislation. While discharge petitions are sometimes threatened by the minority, success requires the petition to be signed by a majority of the House, normally 218 members of the House. And therefore, it is exceedingly rare. Once the necessary signatures appear on a discharge petition, a motion to discharge is placed on the House's, on the House of Representatives discharge calendar. Any member who signed the petition is eligible under the rules to offer the motion on the floor although such motions are restricted to a quote-unquote discharge day, which, my citizen legislators, only occurs on the second and fourth Monday of each month. If a majority votes for the motion when it is brought up on a discharge day, the measure is brought to the floor. Since the House is a majoritarian body, a successful discharge petition is considered a rebuke to the speaker, the majority leadership, and the powerful rules committee. Members of the majority are expected to follow the leadership on procedural votes. Now, what I mean by that, the House majority whip is his job to whip the votes in the Republican conference. It's his job. I'm going to tell you what uh, a successful use of the discharge petition in the House, it is very rare. 
Guess when the last time this was done? The last discharge motion approved was the Bipartisan Campaign Reform Act. Public Law 107-155, better known as McCain-Feingold in 2002. My citizen legislators, this is rare. The last time this happened was 21 years ago, a successful discharge petition in the House. 21 years ago. Now, the fact that House Democrats were crafty about this, I mean, I, I, like I said, I, 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 I'm in awe. I am in awe because the simple fact is the Democrats, House Demo the House Democrat, Democratic Caucus is thinking the long game and it's about damn time. You need to start using these tactics against the House Republican Conference. Because I got to tell you, I, I, I just think that this was a brilliant move. This is how the sausage is made. We'll see if um, Representative um, McGovern, he's the ranking, um, the ranking Democrat on House Rules Committee, if he's going to bring a resolution to the Rules Committee to have this done. Now, mind you, again, you need 218. Democrats only have 213 members. They need five more House Republicans. Because remember, Republicans are in the majority in the House. They're in the majority in the House. And got to tell you, I, I mean, I can see, seriously, I can see five Republicans signing on to that discharge petition. I, I, I can truly see that. Because remember when I told you in the previous episode, about part two on the debt ceiling, there were four Republicans that voted with the Democrats when they pushed through that damn debt ceiling bill, which basically just cuts every domestic social program. You know, they want to get rid of Social Security. They want to get rid of Medicare. They want to get Medicaid. But trust me when I tell you this. I think the Democrats can get, they can get five Republicans to sign on that discharge petition. They, I, I believe that they can, but this is a masterstroke by House Democrats. And, you know, there was an interview with DeSonye, Representative DeSonye, um, about this. And he is a former member of the rules committee. And gotta tell you, using his bill to force a vote to increase the debt limit. I mean, come on. I, I, I like like I said, he literally introduced a bill that was 45 pages long with no fanfare, without any fanfare. And all I'm going to tell you is, okay, they've been plotting this for months. Now, 
like I said, a lot of people have been saying, economists have been saying that there could be a possible default on our debt as soon as June 1st. So a couple of weeks ago, that's when the Democrats began taking steps to deploy the quote unquote secret weapon, which is HR 626, Breaking Gridlock Act. I mean, can you get any better than that? The fact that they kept it close to the vest, that nobody within the Democratic caucus leaked this. Now, mind you, there were folks who had been asking the question, you know, to House leadership. And they, you know, they said, yeah, we, we're, we're working on, you know, discharge petition. But they didn't go into um, what legislative vehicle it would be. Um, it was basically, yeah. You know, I'm like, okay. I mean, look, all, all I'm going to tell you is it was great. I mean, it, it was just, it was great. I, I just, I'm just so happy about this. I am so, it was Lawrence O'Donnell from on MSNBC, who's a former Senate staff, who's a former Senate staffer. He interviewed Representative um, Desaunier a couple of weeks ago. And he, I would have to say, Lawrence, Lawrence O'Donnell was like, well, I don't understand the discharge petition, but my citizen legislators I basically just gave you like a cursory, you know, read on it. Um, but this is knowing house rules and procedure. That's how you get stuff done in the house. Same thing in the Senate, the Senate rules and procedure. Everything is done on precedent. The fact that they were able, the house Democrats were able to maneuver this. So again, they are going, they have started the process to force a vote to increase the debt limit. Now, this is gonna bypass Republican leaders, it's gonna bypass House Rules Committee, which is one of the most powerful committees because it's the one that actually has control over what goes on the House floor. And I can tell you, I don't know what to say. I mean, like literally, like New York Times article. I'm going to give you a quote. This is from the House Minority Leader, Representative Hakeem Jeffries, Democrat from New York. This is what he said in the article. And I quote, House Democrats are working to make sure we have all options at our disposal to avoid a default. That's what he said. May, the May 2nd article. And he sent out a dear colleague letter to the House Democratic Caucus. Then he went on to say the filing of a debt limit, a debt ceiling measure to be brought up on the discharge calendar preserves an important option. It is now time for mega Republicans to act in a bipartisan manner to pay America's bills without extreme conditions. Now, listen to this. The article goes on to say, and actually today is actually 
at a very important day, and I'll get to that. All right, an emergency rule Democrats introduced on May 2nd during a pro forma session that was held when the House was in recess for Easter recess. Remember, they were out for two weeks for recess, but they were back in their congressional districts and in their states to do in district, it's called district work period in the House or state work period in the Senate. But anyway, so during recess, the House does pre pro forma sessions. Um, they go in, you know, and they actually will do a little bit of work and then they'll gavel out. But during that recess, that's when they introduced an emergency rule. And this is what the ranking member, Jim McGovern from Massachusetts, he's the ranking Democrat on House Rules Committee. So essentially, the emergency rule that they introduced on May 2nd during Easter recess would start the clock on a process that would allow them to begin collecting signatures as soon as my citizen legislators today, Tuesday, May 16th. This is when they can start collecting signatures for the discharge um, petition, which can force action on a bill if a majority of members sign on. Now, according to the New York Times article, the open-ended rule would provide a vehicle to bring Representative DeSaunier's bill to the floor and amend it with a Democratic proposal, which has yet to be written, to resolve the debt limit crisis. Now, mind you, the article, the New York Times article, dated May 2nd, um, and the article is called, it's entitled, House Democrats Move to Force a Debt Limit Increase as Default Date Looms. Now, this was May 2nd, but it goes, the article goes on to say that, you know, this strategy is no silver bullet. And Democrats concede it's a long shot, but I'm sorry, long shot or not, at least they're doing something and they're being, they're, they're using the rules to get what they need to get done for our country to not default on paying our bills. Now, people, 25% of the debt came from 2017 tax cuts, Trump tax cuts, to be more precise. 25% of our debt. Our debt is not increased spending. It's what we've already spent, what we've already appropriated, my citizen legislators. But Republicans will keep telling you, oh, no, we're spending too much. We're spending too much. We need to cut, cut, cut. Now, why didn't you cut that seven point, I'm sorry, $1.7 trillion tax cut back in 2017? You didn't. But I digress. Today is the day they can start collecting signatures for the discharge petition. So gathering enough signatures to force a bill to the floor would take at least five Republicans who are willing to cross party lines if all Democrats sign on. A threshold the Democrats concede will be difficult to reach. They Okay. They have yet to settle on the debt ceiling proposal itself. And for the strategy to succeed, Democrats would likely need to negotiate 
with a handful of mainstream Republicans to settle on a measure they could accept. Look. But listen to this, though. According to the article, a handful of hard right Republicans explicitly warned their colleagues on May 2nd not to go down that path. Now, Senator Mike Lee of Utah, like, whatever, he was like, don't defect. You know, what, what are you going to do? Because I'm telling you, the bill that ran through the House, H.R. 2811, I'm sorry, all it was is the same old, same old. I mean, there is not any uniformity in the House Republican conference. But I'm going to tell you this. A couple of weeks ago, Treasury Secretary Janet L. Yellen's announcement that a potential default was only weeks away spurred the Democrats, the Democratic leaders, you know, to act on this. You know, all I'm going to tell you is this. The article went on to say that the House Democratic leaders for months had played down the possibility of initiating a discharge petition as a way out of the stalemate. Yeah, whatever. Um, you know, President Biden has said point blank to Democrats, I mean, to Republicans, that Republicans should just agree to the debt limit with no conditions or concessions on spending cuts. But I mean, like I said, we'll, we, we will see. We will see. I mean, like I said, um, McConnell, Schumer, McCarthy, Jeffries are at the White House with the president. We'll see what's announced. Because remember, last week they were supposed to meet and it was delayed till this week. We'll see what happens. I just learned that the president is going to cut short um, his trip to Asia um, in order to like continue the negotiations. I mean, this is serious. This is this is really, really serious. But I have to tell you, um, right now, the White House has not made a public comment on the discharge effort by the House Democrats. Um, so I don't know. I mean, look, the discharge petition process, it can be time consuming. And as I told you, it was only successful 21 years ago. And that was the McCain-Feingold, the campaign finance, the, the um, you know, reform. So look, all I'm gonna tell you is I am very, very happy that House Democrats pulled, is pulling, they trying to pull a Jedi mind trick. Um, they've been really, really great about doing this. And the way that the bill HR 626 is written and I have to hat tip because Representative DeSonye, as a former member of the House Rules Committee, he said that he worked with the Rules Committee staff and he wanted to make sure that each there was a piece of the bill that would go to a particular committee. It would go to multiple committees over 20, over 20 committees that this bill has been referred to and that the fact it's been more than 30 days and today. May 16th is when they can start collecting signatures for the discharge petition. Now, remember, it can only happen twice a month. Two, yeah, it only can happen. So look, according to the article, 
This is what Representative Desaunier said, and I'm quoting. I wrote it in a way to be prepared. He worked with Democratic procedural um, experts, House Rules Committee staff, to craft the legislation that could provide a debt limit escape hatch. Quote, I anticipated that there would be problems with the Republican caucus, whether it was abortion or the debt limit. I think it was the responsible thing as a legislature to do, legislator to do, end quote. Now, look, Representative DeSaunier's intent was never to pass the elements of the bill, though he favors them all. It was to create what is known on Capitol Hill as a shell of a bill that would ultimately serve as the basis for discharge petition and a way out of the debt limit standoff. What they could do, and I'm going into technical legislative speak, so HR 626, Breaking the Gridlock Act, strike everything after the enacting clause, and you can insert the discharge petition. Simple as that. You could offer it as an amendment. That's what you could do. So look, I'm gonna I'm gonna continue to talk to you a little bit more about the May 2nd, 2023 New York Times article. Now, Democrats say the beauty of Representative DeSaunier's bill, which Republicans have ignored, is that it long ago passed the threshold of being held in committee for at least 30 days. The minimum length of time to initiate a discharge petition to force action on a, on a piece of legislation. Even so, in a memo sent to members on Tuesday, that was May 2nd, a U.S. Chamber of Commerce analysis projected that even if Democrats were able to draw enough support for their plan and advance it without further delay, the measure could take until June 12th or 13th to clear Congress. Many days beyond the earliest date, Ms. <coughs> Ms. Yellen, the Secretary of Treasury, has warned the debt limit could be reached. But see, but now they're saying June 15th. So Democrats said the fact that their bill will fall under the jurisdiction of so many committees, 20, gave them several options for moving forward. Representative DeSaunier was picked to sponsor the measure because of his low profile meant there was likely to be little attention. Paid, there was going to be little attention paid to his bill. In contrast, any legislation introduced by Representative Jim McGovern of Massachusetts, the ranking Democrat on the Rules Committee, would have drawn attention immediately and Republicans might have been able to take action to derail it. Now, if I don't call that Jedi mind trick shit, tell me that it ain't. Tell me that it's not. Make it make sense, people. Make it make sense. Now, look, article goes on to say, discharge petitions have spurred action in the past by prompting House leaders to move on issues rather than lose control of the floor through a guerrilla legislative effort. But the procedure is rarely successful. But remember what I told you. It was successful 21 years ago. 
campaign finance reform, the bipartisan campaign finance reform bill in 2002. Look, congressional leaders of both parties have, they have disdain for this. And, but in this situation and with default looming, they're, I mean, I'm sorry. I mean, they have to take precautions and, you know, besides Thornton gridlock, the legislation says its purpose is to advance the quote unquote common sense policy priorities. So I got to tell you, um, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, I, we'll see what happens. I will keep track of how many start signing the discharge petition. Cause remember Today is the day they can start collecting signatures on this discharge petition. But remember, excuse me, what I told you earlier on, that it has to go on the discharge calendar. It's the second and fourth Monday of the month, of each month, each month. So let's see. Um, when is, okay, we've already done the second um, we've already did the second Monday. Now we got the fourth Monday is coming up. Um, I think that's, I think that may be next week. Um, yeah, I mean, look, it could be next Monday or it could be at the end of the month, Memorial Day itself i mean let's see i'm gonna look i'm gonna look at my um let me look at my calendar my citizen legislators let, i'm looking at my calendar right now and let me see so all right the second monday was may 8th we're in the third the third monday just passed that was yesterday the fourth monday is may 22nd. We'll see what happens. If they, if they could get if they could get 218 by next Monday. Now, I highly doubt it. I mean, I, I believe, you know, they're going to get the um House Democratic Caucus. We hope they they get all of them. But let's see what happens. I mean, look. We need to do something. We really need to do something. Because we cannot default on our debt. We cannot default on our debt because there will be ramifications to this. And look, I don't know what to tell you. I know I keep saying this. I don't know what to tell you, but but in all actuality, I mean, this is new territory because we're dealing with something that should not be happening. It should not. It should not be happening, but it is. Elections have consequences, my citizen legislators. Elections have consequences. And if y'all don't know that by now, I mean, come on. We really need to do something about this. We have to do something about this. This is why we need to mobilize and we need to have a plan for 2024 elections. Because we got the presidential election and we got congressional election. All I'm telling you, 
we, we really need to get this done. So I'm hoping that what transpires at the White House today, we will find out. Um, but as of right now, all I got to say is, I'm sorry. This is, no, I'm not sorry. This is a masterstroke in legislative procedure and maneuvers. And I have to hat tip to Representative Desaunye, Mark Desaunye, Democrat from California. Thank you. Thank you so much for being the secret weapon. Thank you so much because without you, this would not have happened. And the way that you crafted with the House Rules Committee staff, I applaud you. I applaud you. I, my, I mean, I bow to your greatness. Because seriously, if they had not, the Democratic, the, the House Democrats had not had this in place, we would be messed up more than we are. All I'm going to say is this. Learning house rules and procedure is mandatory in order for you to do stuff like this. This is one way that you can circumvent a powerful committee like the House Rules Committee and the House leadership, which is in the hands of Republicans. We'll see what happens. I hope that they, I mean, they're, like I said, they're going, today is the day that they can start collecting signatures for the discharge petition. Man, I mean, I look, I am here for this. I am so here for this. I really, really am. I am just so here for this. I just, when I found out about it, and like I said, I found out about it on TikTok. And I don't even want to get into, yeah, how, you know, Congress wants to to get rid of TikTok. But TikTok to me has been very informative in a variety of different ways. And I have to tell you, my 1,313 followers on TikTok, thank you so much. Because you have now found my YouTube channel, Topless Government, and you've viewed quite a bit of my episodes. And I just want to thank you so much for doing that. Please continue to do that. I really, really appreciate that because for me, topless government is, you know, I mean, I, I'm doing this for me because I want to pay it forward. And I want to instill and share my knowledge of government and politics, congressional studies, whatever, you name it. I have over 25 plus years of this. I live, breathe, sleep, and drink this. Passion, I'm like, I'm passionate about politics. I really, really am. And I hope that you find this particular episode informative, enlightening, and I hope, you know, you just take a moment to like learn a little bit more about house rules and procedure and particularly about the discharge petition, because, you know, this is this is a tool that is used. I mean, it's rare, but it's used. So I hope that you take the opportunity. Go to Congress.gov. 
and go to the Congressional Research Service. That's where they have all um, the issue briefs, the you know CRS reports. Look, they're free. As a taxpayer, you pay for them. And they're now readily accessible now. So go on congress.gov and check out you know, the Congressional Research Service and actually go on house.gov and go on the Rules Committee website and then you'll see about the rules of the 118 Congress and then, you know, the precedents from previous Congresses, Well, just go into them and check them out. Because the more you learn and the more that you understand when folks are talking about this, you know, in the news media and on social media, you now have a better understanding of what they're talking about. So on that note, my citizen legislators, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Topless Government. I'm your host, Crystal Ellerby. Thank you so much, and I hope you have a good day.